Hi, this is Shelby. And Carolyn. We are two Canadian prairie ladies, raising babies, riding horses, and living the country life. We are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches, and we want to share the journey with you. In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. (laughs) So welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. You have your hosts, Shelby and Carolyn here. And today we have guest Kelsey Wood Stepler with us. Kelsey owns and operates the Wood Ridge Ranch in Miami, Manitoba, where she offers equine and canine first aid courses, riding lessons, and has a new breeding program, which I'm super excited to hear about. Um, She offers loads of experience and education to all ages. So just to get started, you've had some interesting jobs from a pen rider at a feedlot to outfitting and guiding and even a gold miner in the Yukon, like so crazy. But <laughs> let's hear it from you, Kelsey. Um, tell us about your journey and how you got into equine and canine first aid in Miami, Manitoba. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to uh, have me on your show. This is very exciting. Um, yeah. Kind of a crazy resume. Um, I have bounced around a lot. <laughs> uh, my my whole career, I guess, my whole working life. Um, I moved to Alberta when I was fresh out of high school and did my outfitting and, and uh, that, the backcountry trail guiding and riding in uh, Banff, Alberta. And uh, then after that, I worked at a feedlot. And um, from there, I went to school and then moved back to Manitoba a few years ago. I don't even know. I guess 2015, whatever, whatever that math is. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah. And so then my now husband, uh, was starting a gold mine in the Yukon. He had been a big game guide up there for years and years already, 10 years or something like that. And, uh, of course, adventurous me, it's just like, this is cool. You know, I'll, I'll quit my job and come do that with you. So I quit my agronomy job, which was not really working out anyways. And, um, yeah, went up there with him for a while. And then, uh, we had our daughter in 2019. And after that, I, uh, we brought her back up there for the 2020 season and she was three months old when we brought her up there. So I was like super postpartum and in the bush and, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a that lot would different. be intense. Yeah. It was a lot different from being a full-time empl- like employee on in the mine. Like I was operating the backhoe and, and odd jobs. Cool. And stuff. So I was actually feeding the wash plant with my, like alongside my husband and um, just working that, that, and then having the baby there, I was not able to do that anymore. So I was sort of secluded to camp and, um, wasn't built for cooking, <laughs> built for being outside. <laughs> so, 
So um, after that season, I decided that I, I kind of wanted to revisit what I had um, sort of moved on from when I moved back uh, from Alberta, which was my horses. We sold the horses to uh, spend the time in the mine. And um, the first place I started was the first aid to kind of get my feet wet again. So that's cool. cool. I love yeah. yes. when we're originally horse girls, we just come back to it no matter what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> right? yeah. you, you can't, you can get away from it, but you can't take it out. Yeah. No, 100%. no, exactly. It keeps circling back. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the services that you currently offer. Um, so for first aid wise, um, I teach equine and canine first aid. Um, both are um, under the EquiHealth and Canine Health umbrella. Um, owned, they're different companies, but owned by the same um, CEO, Heather Davis, uh, McKinnis Davis, and um, out of Alberta, Okotoks, Alberta. So I am an independent instructor and the equine has um, a variety of, of courses. There's um, basic advanced and kids courses. There's two separate advanced courses that are available as well as um, another instructor in Manitoba actually can offer you um, disaster planning and safe trailering practices. So there's a whole variety that come um, underneath the equine umbrella and the canine has uh, your basic canine course, which includes a lot of advanced information in it as well. Um, kids courses and also a new um, working canine course currently launched and a whelping course coming this this summer. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, wide variety. Lots of, what, something for everybody. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love that you offer like a kids course too, because it's so good to start at that age, right? Yeah. You read my mind. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah the kids courses are lots of fun. There's, um, I can help for ages, uh, like five to seven, five to seven, maybe nine. Um, and then that's, they're both three hour courses. So the, I can help is, uh, mostly hands-on talking about tummy troubles and just horse safety, stuff like that. And then the fundamentals course is really popular with 4-H classes, actually, um, 4-H clubs. Okay. And it's ranged like ages 10 to like 15, um, and it's all hands-on too. So taking vitals, practicing bandaging, and, um, we don't really call them tummy troubles <laughs> with 15 year olds, but, uh, lots of colic and different signs and symptoms and stuff like that. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's so cool. I feel like it should be mandatory for kids. <laughs> yeah. Safe. I feel <laughs> like when I was in 4-H, I, we actually did do stuff like that, mm -hmm. but I don't know that it was like actually like there was one specific day that we worked on it, but I remember taking our horses vitals. Yeah. So, oh, super cool. important. I know that's uh yeah. there's, I know what they touch on it a bit, but um, I'm not sure. I don't, I can't speak to that because I haven't experienced that part of the club before, but um, yeah, the detail in these three to four hour courses are, are pretty nice. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So tell us a bit about the basics of first aid. What are the first items you cover in your courses? Um, so our full day courses, like our basic, uh, our basic course that we talk about, um, and same with our fundamentals is to number one, be prepared. Um, <laughs> it's, you, Absolutely. You, yeah. would think, you would think that that's like the first thing that comes to mind, but honestly, like, um, yeah, being prepared and then just, uh, your environmental preparedness, making sure your fences are all, uh, in good working order. There's no potential hazards in your pastures or your stalls or, or your pens, um, making sure that all of your blankets and fly masks fit correctly. Uh, your horses have fresh water, access to fresh water. Um, and you don't have any loose wire or if you're like, 
like me, working in an old yard, trying to bring it up to your horse standard, um, making sure that you do the best you can with what you have to work with. And um, if you can't do it all at once, just make sure you bite off pieces at a time. And um, parts that aren't so safe or satisfactory, making sure that they're fenced off where at least your horses can, uh, can't get into too much trouble. Um, and then we sort of move on to the rules of first aid. Um, those are I won't get into too much detail about them, but basically the first one is don't panic. It's easier said than done. <laughs> um, anybody's experienced an emergency with their horse or dog, they know that panicking is probably the first thing you're going to do. Um, mm -hmm. I know I've been there and as much as I teach it, I always follow up with it's, it's going to happen. Like, yeah, you, you can panic. You're, you're allowed to be scared. You're allowed to be scared. <laughs> Emergencies are pretty scary. Um, identifying the problems and uh, are there any humans in danger? That's one of the first things we try to um, really uh, buckle down on is getting humans out of the way first, making sure that everybody around you is safe. Um, then assessing the horse, uh, breathing, bleeding, and body. We talk more about that in detail in our courses. Um, and then implementing your action plan, give everybody a job if they're kind of standing around sort of freaking out or um, you need help with something, stopping bleeding if there is any, and then make sure somebody's calling the vet and getting them on their way. Yeah, that all makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when you go through these programs, are there like any common misconceptions that you come across uh, in regards to emergency situations? Um, and I speak um, of this for myself as well, because before I became a first aid instructor, I was very ill prepared. So I think that a lot of people think they're prepared. But once you take one of the courses, you realize like, holy smokes, I have a lot to do to actually become confident and um, being prepared. And one of those huge things is an emergency action plan. So I never had an emergency action plan on my farm. Um, I mean, nine times out of 10, it's usually just me here working with the horses anyway, but somebody stumbles, I get hurt or something and I, somebody stumbles across me hurt out in the pasture. You know, wh where do they go to? Okay, the first thing they're gonna go to is look for somebody to call. So, you know, emergency contacts, maps and of the gates and where the pastures are and label the pastures and where all of the um, safety implements are, first aid kits and also uh, fire, um, fire extinguishers and stuff like that. So a lot of people are ill-prepared, I think, more than anything. Absolutely. See, and I totally thought you were going to talk about uh, preparing your first aid kit. So I didn't even think of any of these things. <laughs> that goes into yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's that's one of the other things is like uh, for being prepared is like, do you have a first aid kit? And do you have just like a basic first aid kit? So you have like a couple things here and there. And if you have used things out of your first aid kit, have you replenished them? Mm -hmm. So I know that I also am guilty for having used things and then being like, okay, well, I, you know, I'm 40 minutes from the closest town where I can get any supplies I'll get it next time I go to town well I don't get to town for two weeks and somebody else cuts their leg and I'm out of gauze or something like that mm -hmm. so just making sure that you're well stocked is another thing that people I think kind of underestimate absolutely preparedness is key it <laughs> is. yeah I don't know I don't know if it's a theme yet but yeah we drill that home <laughs> absolutely. yeah being prepared is number one yeah so bringing up the first aid kit what's in your first aid kit? I'm super intrigued by this. And where do you get some of the supplies that go into your first aid kit? 
Because I know we all yeah. kind of want to know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Definitely. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I always make sure that I have like a basic first, like a human first aid kit on hand. But for my animals, um, I have... Mine might be a little, I made a list because I was like, what is it? My first aid kit. There's so many darn things in there. Um, <laughs> but the first thing you want to have is like your basic bandaging um, supplies. So four by four nonstick pads to cover your wound with uh, wound gel. So I have, for example, I use um, raw honey or like Manuka honey. Um, it's my go-to. I, I know it's, uh, it's very holistic and lots of people are, are more um, apt to go to like a, I don't know, like a Fisks, Fisks or Fiskies type of wound mm-hmm. gel, something like that. Um, but personally, I I wasn't a believer in the honey until I had an accident on my on my own place, and uh, honey, hands down, it was mm-hmm. it was life lifesaver, literally. Um, big on the honey, uh, God's <laughs> rolls, um, cotton batting, lots of vet wrap, uh, duct tape. Uh, 911 paste. I don't know if you've seen or heard of the 911 paste, but it comes in like a long, thick tube, kind of like dewormer. Um, you can get that at any, I don't know, PD Mart or feed stores or something like that. Um, I really like to have that with me, especially when I travel too in my trailer first aid kit. Um, it helps with diarrhea, colicking. Um, it won't, it won't fix these problems, but it, it will help your horse kind of learn to relax a little bit. Um, or it helps them relax a little bit. Uh, if there's something like that, I use it on my older mare when she gets the runs, stuff like that. It's just sort of an all around basic. It's like a Tums almost for horses. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. If you will. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, diapers for abscesses and <laughs> hoof boots, mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is one of the cool things that we get to learn in our full day, um, full day courses is how to do a diaper bandage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a personal favorite of mine. Well, yeah. I wouldn't call it a favorite, but just often used technique. So far diverse. too often. <laughs> so diverse. You can use it yeah. right now. Um, Super handy. Yeah, really though. Like they go a long <laughs> way. <laughs> um, Epsom salts. Uh, I have razors, disposable razors for, um, you know, cutting, raising hair, I guess, like shaving hair and stuff around, around wounds if you have to. Um, rope, just in case there's a horse that gets cast, I can use rope or lead rope or something like that to pull them out. Um, polo wraps, uh, latex gloves, betadine solution, uh, thermometers. I have a vital, a vitals card in all of my first aid kits. We hand them out with our, um, manuals for anybody who signs up for a basic course. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> handy. That's like the best part of the whole course is like the cool stuff that you get with, with right. tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, stethoscope and tape measures. Um, and I also always have a weed sprayer with a little bit of warm water in it. Well, I guess it gets cold after a while, but if you are dealing with an injury, uh, those, and not, not, so, not like the backpack sprayers, but the yard sprayers that you carry around and pump the top and then mm-hmm. use the wand to spray weeds. Well, those are fabulous for spraying wounds, cleaning out wounds and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. would have never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. And especially, um, one of the things that we cover at the very beginning of our courses too, is, um, or is, uh, preparing your horse for treatment. So being able to touch them all over and, you know, touch them from head to toe underneath the tummy and between the legs, all that 
fun stuff. But if you can't, your horse isn't prepared for treatment, um, these weed sprayers spray a good distance. So, mm -hmm. and if, or if it's unsafe, an unsafe location, your horse is irritable, um, and he's not liking it. Well, you can just pump that baby up <laughs> and spray away <laughs> from a distance, maintain your safety. And cause safety is always key. Right. So, um, yeah, those little weed sprayers are awesome to have in any barn. They're so cool. Um, and most of the stuff you can get at any, uh, feed store, PB Mart, uh, raw honey. I actually have, we have cousins around the corner, uh, Stepler farms. They, I can get some raw honey from them. Usually it's pretty easy. Um, that raw honey, you can also get just like at a grocery store. I'm sure vet clinics probably have a different kind of a brand too, like a medicinal brand as well. So, um, yeah, all your bandaging stuff you can get at the vet clinics a little bit cheaper sometimes than you can at like a feed store or PP Mart. Um, but yeah, most of the stuff you can kind of, it's a one-stop shop. You can kind of find most of it uh, in one place. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, what I can remember anyway. That's, <laughs> that's <been laughs> nice. So I always make sure I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's solid. I try to have at least the bandaging and the bandage supplies and the vital supplies in, um, in my trailer as well when I'm mm -hmm. traveling. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. First aid kit to add to my equine first aid kit. I don't yeah. have that much stuff, but there's that weed sprayer. That is completely blown my mind. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> very cool. Cool. I don't, I don't think I have one in here right now. I had it in here thawing out, but it, uh, yeah. And they're not like expensive at all. You can no. they don't last forever, but you shouldn't hopefully need it too often. So yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. It's, good to have. it's good to have on hand and it literally <laughs> can clean anything. So definitely recommend. Cool. So if there was one thing that you wish like every dog and horse owner could know, what would it be? Um, I think like, it's just... <laughs> sorry about first aid. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> Specifically <definitely>. about first <laughs> aid. <laughs> um, that you can never be too prepared. I know, I, I know I can't, I can't yeah. get off the theme, but it just, that's just what it is. Like we said, like being prepared, that's what's key. And um, education is priceless. I'm not trying to plug our courses, but honestly, like I guarantee that if you come, you'll learn something new. Mm -hmm. And, and if you, if you don't, somebody in the course, somebody who's taking it with you can learn something from you. And that's what I love about mm -hmm. these courses is that the discussion is just as important and as valuable as actually taking the, the information out of the course. So um, you can never be too prepared and you can always learn something new. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. I mean, horses and dogs get into some weird predicaments. So <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like every new person you talk to that has a horse, you're like, you could probably come up with something oddball and like that happened to them. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like so I, I can see, I can see what you mean. Sorry. No, no, it's all good. Um, I was at this clinic this weekend and I, I don't know, it's like, it follows me everywhere I go, but I end up talking to somebody about first aid, which is great. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we're like comparing horror stories <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> and, and pictures and experiences. And I'm just like, Whoa, that's crazy. Could I use that in my, in my, um, in my course? And they're like, Whoa, that's, that's crazy. Can I use that for this, you know, this educational purpose. So it's just, it, it brings people together and it brings <laughs> experiences to life. And it's just a uh, never ending education. It's, it's awesome. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So talking about courses, what are some of your upcoming events, courses, and let us know how do you register? How far in advance? Where are you going to be? Let us know. Okay. So really exciting year. Um, we have so many equine courses booked right now. Um, for April, just for example, um, on the 22nd of April, we have a basic course at Piper Ridge Farm in Brandon. Um, April 29th at Phoenix Ranch in Brandon. April 30th at Prairie Breeze Stables in Brandon. Lots of Brandon going on in April. Um, and then May, we are at Sandy Lane Stables in Oak Bank. I think that's right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Google it. Google I get it. No, I just get them confused all the time. Um, and honestly, but we have courses booked right until the middle of August and we're still booking into the fall. So, um, a full list of all of our equine courses are on our website. You can find those at, uh, the woodridgeranch.com and our canine courses for April. We have April 16th at Paws Unleashed in Winnipeg and April 23rd at Friends for Life, along with, um, One at a Time Rescue. They're actually doing a fundraiser in Brandon on April 23rd. So, we are really encouraged people to come out to something like that too. Because all of the proceeds, not all of the proceeds, but a portion of the proceeds go to um, to the rescue, to a good cause. So that's exciting. Cool. And um, with the canine, I just want to mention that I'm a certified trainer with Canine Health Canada, but I'm also a team member with Southern Alberta Canine First Aid. And Lisa is our team leader there. And she kind of, she looks over um, booking our courses for uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, New Brunswick and, and some of Ontario. And um, yeah, so if you want to register for a canine course, you can go through my website um, under our book a course link to find her website. And she's actually the one that takes registrations for the canine courses. So um, you can also look up uh, Southern Alberta canine first aid.com. Uh, that's like K nine. Um, like for gotcha. Yeah. Uh, com and find a full list of canine courses all across Canada underneath underneath there as well as our mother sites um equahealthcanada.com uh, and caninehealthcanada.com too so if there's not something in Manitoba for you I guarantee you you'll find something somewhere else so across mm-hmm. Canada nice yeah lots going yeah, on yeah thanks we can we can uh, put that in our show notes too so that people can find it a little bit yeah, easier definitely yeah. And I just wanted to quick say that I'm so grateful for you to come on here today because uh, so often we, when we have horses that get injured or whatever it may be, we feel really guilty and kind of alone in it. And it's so nice to have somebody that like brings it to the forefront in the conversation and kind of normalizes the fact that your horse is probably going to get injured at some point and you're going to have to deal with it. And so I really appreciate that because I myself have experienced feeling kind of like, Oh, like, how did I let this happen? Kind of thing. And, and just having ideas for how to be prepared next time is always really great. So thank you for that. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, you're not alone. Everybody, even I feel (laughs) guilty when something happens to my horse is like, Hey, the first aid instructor is like, it's like, how is this happening (laughs) here? Um, that's, (laughs) <laughs> yes. well, I tell my students in, in all my courses, it's like, uh, I've done it all. I've seen a lot. Um, I'm sure there's horse owners out there, dog owners that have seen more than I have, which isn't terrible for me, I guess. <laughs> but the stories that I share, um, it's just from experience and, you know, like stuff happens and it's not always your fault. 
Normally it's because horses wake up every morning and wonder how they can hurt themselves today. <laughs> What's the plan of events yep. today? <laughs> yes, definitely. Horses and sheep, they just seem to oh, gravitate yes. to danger. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So how can people get in touch with you personally if they want to book a course or anything like that? Uh, well, you can definitely uh, get me by email. Um, I think I added it for the show notes too, but it's uh, the wood ridge ranch at gmail.com. Um, they can text me 204-823-3990. Call me, um, go through our website, uh, find us on social media, all at the wood ridge ranch or my, my personal account is uh, just Kelsey wood stepler. Just send me a message and a private message and we can chat about it and, yeah, I can guide you to what's going to work for you or a course that might be beneficial for your, your family or your kids or whatever. Well, perfect. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining us here and sharing this amazing educational resource with us. My mind is blown on some of the things you said. And we as equine and canine orders are so thankful to have this opportunity so close to home. Um, we look forward to hearing about any new and existing courses offered at Woodridge Ranch. And of course, the ones you offered here in April and Brandon, which is close for me. So that's exciting. Um, and to all of our listeners, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform to listen to future episodes. You are not going to want to miss out on our new exciting topics. You can find the information from this episode, like we said, in our show notes and social media posts. So go follow us on Instagram and Facebook to get some sneak peeks and information on current and future episodes and while you're at it send us a message let us know your thoughts on new inspiring humans and equine and canine topics i'm here for it all um <laughs> thanks for listening in and we will see you next time thanks kelsey thank, thank you, you.